with wrong misconceptions about something, it's possible to miss out on a life that could, you could have. When you spend your life thinking one way about God and only to get to the end of your life and find out you were wrong, you discover and you go back and that's where regret comes from. And a lot of people live in regret because they live their life having made prejudgments about things, made judgments about things based on how they felt, based on what happened to them, instead of based on the truth. And this morning I want to show you, I want to, I want to do some songs. and we just, I want you to relax because we're not into vain religion here. We don't, I mean, I don't know about you. I've got better things to do than come together and clap my hands and, and sing some songs about a God. I, I, I want to come together and I want to, I want to be with people who want to live life to the fullest. And that's what Jesus came. I mean, Jesus died on the cross. We, we heard the story, you know, Jesus died on the cross. He didn't die for us to come and sit in a pew, right? If, if Jesus died for that, he wasted his time. He came so you could have life. And so I want to show you a, a couple of illustrations this morning, get some kids to help me and a few cool things. Um, and, and, and just so that we can leave here going, wow, Maybe the way I've been thinking, the way I've been seeing Jesus, maybe the way I've experienced God in the past, maybe I've got a little wrong. Maybe you've got it right. I don't know. My job is today is not to make you believe what I do, but to present the gospel to you in a way that maybe, maybe, just maybe might change your life. And uh, so let me pray. And, uh, and we're going we're gonna to start this morning. Father, I thank you that you love people. I, th- I am convinced, Father, you love every person here. I'm convinced that your word says that you know every hair on their head. You know every thought of their heart. You know everything that's happened to them. And, Father, there's people here today who know they're not living their best life. There's people here today going through hard time. There's people here going through times going, God, are you even real? God, do you even hear me? And today I ask, Father, in the name of your son, Jesus, that, Lord, you'd make yourself known to these people. Father, we hunger and we thirst to know you more, and we thank you for your presence here with us today. Touch every child, touch every teenager, every adult, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, I was on a plane uh, not too long ago, and I was sitting next to this lovely lady from New Zealand, and she was about 28 years old, and we were on, I was flying to South Africa. And anyway, we started, I started just chatting with her, and I've got to sit next to her for 13 hours, okay? So we need to get along well, okay? And so we're kind of chatting about all kinds of stuff, you know, what she does and all kinds of things. And I get like maybe halfway through the flight, and I just, I just, I just, I just felt this burning in my heart. Just, just ask her, what does she think about Jesus? And you know, sometimes that's a good, we, we put this on ourselves as like it's a weird question to ask, but we kind of, oh, you got to. But I was like, you know what? Fear is there for a reason. Fear is fear's job. Fear is a spirit, right? So when fear happens in your life, you could have you ever felt the, the weight of fear come on you before, right? And like you know, maybe your, things are going well. You go to the doctor and he's like, hey, sorry, you've got this disease, and you're like immediately. You just feel this way. The doctor didn't literally get a heavy backpack and put it on you. He didn't give you bricks to carry. But fear is a spirit, right? And you feel it. Okay, but you can't see it. And fear's job is to keep you at bay, to limit you. Everyone say limit. Fear wants to hold you back, stop you from going forward. Now, don't get me wrong. There is, there is a healthy fear to have, healthy fear of life. But when you can conquer fear, you're able to step out and do more than what you thought you could. And so I'm on the plane. And, and so I say to her, I said, listen, I got a question for you. Uh, what do you think about Jesus? And she looked at me as if I got a wet fish and hit her in the face with it. She was like, uh, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not really into that kind of thing. And I said, well, why not? 
I mean, why not? I've, I've discovered Jesus. I think he's awesome. He hasn't asked me to do anything that's made my life horrible. He's only asked me to love others and help others and live in his love. He's blessed me, increased me. He's helped me get rid of fear, helped me to step in. He died on the cross for me. I'm like, that's, that's pretty good news, right? He, he didn't give me a mortgage. He, he didn't give me sickness. He didn't give me a bad, he loves me. I said, well, why not? And I think she was a little shocked that I said that. I think she kind of thought that I'm not interested, would put me off. And she's like, well, um, I've, I've just met some people who are Christians and I thought they were a little weird. And, and I was like, I'm like, wow, I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, I'm a Christian. I don't think I'm too weird, maybe a little. Uh, but, you know, let me, and I, I just started chatting with her about, about some stuff in her life. And, and she, we're going on, she's like, well, you know, uh, I said, listen. Let me explain something to you. I've got a picture I want to show you on a plane. Number one, look at this. I said, see this guy. True story. Took a photo. I said, see this guy sitting here on the plane? I said, what's he doing? She said, uh, he's watching the screen. I said, you can see he's got headphones on. He's sitting back, relaxed in his chair, and he is staring at that screen. I said, what does it look like he's watching? She went, uh, nothing. I said, isn't that, isn't that kind of like God? Oh, you kind of, we, can, we can kind of look at Jesus, look at Christians, and kind of look at their life and be like, man, these guys are nuts. From this perspective, that guy looks like a twit, right? He looks like he's been staring for an hour and a half with his headphones on at a blank screen. And I said, that's what, that's what we can feel like when it comes to Jesus. We can look, look at Christians, like, look at them go to church. They're praying to an invisible God that they think is real. These guys look like, they look like they're lunatics. I said, but you know what? You and I both know that he's not staring at a blank screen, right? She's like, yeah, I know. But I said, but from your perspective, that's what it looks like. I said, look what happens when you shift your perspective. Instead of staying with, well, this is what happened to me. This person did this to me. I went to church once and they hurt me and I did this. I said, when you leave behind the emotional things of what happened, I'm not saying what happened to you was right. I'm not saying what happened to you was fair. But I'm saying when you leave behind everything and actually go to the Word of God and see what did Jesus actually say. Forget what I said. Forget what they did. What did Jesus say about you? What did Jesus actually do? And you move your perspective. I said, look what happens. And there's another picture underneath. I said, look what happens when you move from where you are and you come and shift yourself to see Jesus for who he really is. I said, all of a sudden, that thing that you thought was blank, that thing that you thought was nothing, all of a sudden comes to life. I said, when I come and shift my perspective and stand behind him, is he watching a blank screen, kids? No. He's watching a full color movie and all of a sudden he doesn't look crazy anymore all of a sudden you're like oh and you realize maybe I got something wrong maybe I prejudged maybe I let my life experience determine what I believe instead of letting the truth determine what I believe and so here's what I want to do I'll show you a little illustration I need a, I need a helper to come and help me right now let me see um you might just need to press pause. That's it. Uh, I, need, I need a help. Where was the girl that picked up that money that fell out of my pocket? Can you come and help me? Would you come and help me? I promise I won't embarrass you. Give her a big clap. Come on. Here she comes. Awesome. What's your name? Esther. Esther. Everyone say hi, Esther. Now, Esther, I'm just going to move this so everyone can see your beautiful face. All right. Over here. Now, Esther, I want you to come and stand for me right on this blue a there and I want you to face me this way now Esther here's why we're going to do a little illustration in my pocket 
I've got something. What have I got? Money. I've got money. Do you know how much money that is? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. How do you know it's ten dollars? Because it says ten. That's right. You can tell because it says ten dollars on it. Now here's what I want to do, Esther. I want you to pretend like it's your birthday. Show everyone your happy birthday face. <laughs> That's an awesome. I like it. Okay. So Esther, it's your birthday. You're having a party, and we've been friends. We met in the foyer, so we've been friends for like twenty minutes. And so Esther's like, I'm going to invite Sean W. Smith to come to her, to come to her party. So when you go to a party, kids. What do you normally bring the person for their birthday? You bring them up? Present, right? Now, I don't know what Esther's into. I don't know if she's into My Little Pony, Dora the Explorer. I have no idea what she's into. So what I did, I thought, I'm just going to bless her and I'm going to give her some money for her birthday, for her birthday, so that she can go get what she wants with it. Do you agree that this is, this, is this evil what I want to give her? Is it going to make her life worse? Is it going to be a burden to her life? What's it going to do? It's going to be good for her, right? And, and, and it's going to add to it. It's going to add value to her life. Now, it's a present. Does she have to work for it? Does she have to do 10 push-ups for it? Does she have to dance for it? So when someone gives you a gift, that's what it is, right? It's a gift. Now, Esther, here's the thing. Imagine this is the love of God. This is Jesus dying on the cross saying, I love you. I have a life for you that is so good. It's going to add to your life. It's going to set you up for a hope and a future. It's going to lead you into some incredible plans, an amazing destiny. The problem is it's here. And Jesus is like, I love you. I died for you. I care about you. Here's the truth. I want to give this to you. And you and I, we're standing here like Esther. God said it's the gift of God. You can't earn it. You can't be good enough for it. You can't beg God for it. You can't work for it. You can't give away enough hampers to old ladies. You can't help. You can't mow enough people's lawn for it. You can't earn God's forgiveness. You can't earn His love, kids. doesn't matter how much you clean your room. You can't earn God's love. doesn't matter how much you go in the washing machine. You can't wash away sin. You just can't get rid of it. It's a free gift. Jesus paid for it. And He's like, here, I love you. It's yours. So here's my question. We can spend our whole life going, I'm not worthy of it. No, I'm too messed up. Or we can spend our life going, that's too good to be true. Why would you do that for me? Why would you give me, why would you give me $10? I haven't worked for it. I haven't worked for it. Why? I don't even know you. Why would you do this for me? Nah, I once heard a story about someone who accepted a present and it was a scam. I'm out of here. Now, I once went to church and they took the offering bucket around. They just want to steal my money for the pastor to pay his mortgage and go on holidays. That's all that's is. I'm, I'm out of here, man. I'm not doing that. I'm not having my money. And we, we let what happens in our life determine what we believe instead of let the truth determine what we believe. Now, Esther, it's your pretend birthday. You've got your happy birthday face on. I'm like, Esther, I really care about you. I didn't know what you would like, so I got you a gift. I want to give this to you. Esther. Can someone help me? What does Esther need to do to get this? What does she have to do to receive it? What, what does she need to do? I'm like, here, Esther, happy birthday. This is for you. What do you have to do, do you think? What do you think? She, she's got to take it, doesn't she? Do you notice it's in my hands, but I want to give it to her? I don't want this anymore. 
it's good, but I want her to have it because it's going to add to her life. So Esther, the only way you can take it is if you believe what I say is true. Do you believe that I want to give this to you, Esther? You do. If you believe me, then would you reach out your hand and take it? Whoa. She thought about it for a second. She's like, is this a scam? But she put aside her fear. She put aside her doubt and thought, I'm going to go for it. And look what she got. What did she get? It's now no longer in my hands. It's now in her hands. Can I try this again? When it's in my hands, is it any good to her? The love of God is no good in his hands. It only is adding to your life when it becomes into your hand. But you can't get God's love until you choose to believe it. Until you choose to reach out and say, Jesus... I believe what you did for me. I'm going to take it. See how simple that was? Did she work for it? Try it again. Watch out. This is how simple God's love for you is. I love you. I want to set you free from what you're going through. I want to bring you into a life you've only dreamed of. And fear goes, no way. Well, everybody else in life has to work for it. Everybody else has to take pills to get off depression. Everybody else has to go to rehab. Everybody else has to pay the mortgage off for 25 years. Everyone else has to work a job they don't like. Everybody else has You're not everybody else. You're sons and daughters of the Most High God, and He loves you. He's like, will you just believe my word? And look how simple it is. God, I believe you. I take it. Now, let me ask you. At the moment, all it is is a piece of paper. Has it turned into a My Little Pony toy yet? It's just a piece of paper. At the moment, God's love is just truth. It comes in. It's not always a feeling. Maybe you felt nothing when you gave your life to Jesus. She's like, can I just go to to the shop, please? Can you just let me go? But she's got it. And a lot of people go, wow, I've got God's love. They receive Jesus. And then they're like, oh, but it didn't turn into a new job immediately oh my kids are still the same my husband is still the same nothing changed i still have to pay my mortgage and, and so we got and, and you know this this really if if you hold on to this all your life all it is is a piece of colored paper with a number 10 that's all it is right it only will have value when you act on it go to the shop and in faith say i'm going to trade this for something else it'll only have value when you take god's word and say god i believe you want to help me I'm not going to stay working this job that I hate for the rest of my life. I'm going to trust you for a better one, Lord. Lord, I'm not going to, we're not going to stay in poverty anymore. We're going, to do your, we're going to obey your kingdom principles. We're going to tithe. We're going to sow. It fights against everything that I've been taught. But God, I trust your word. We're going to raise our kids in God's ways. Even though I'm going to forgive that kid at school that was just a jerk to me. Even though it goes against everything that I'm feeling. Because Jesus, you said, love your enemies. And you would not tell me to do something that would hurt me. You only want to add to my life. And I tell you, when you begin to do that, it's like going to the shop and cashing it in. And you'll begin to see the fruitfulness of God in your life. Esther, I want to tell you, thank you for believing me. I want you to keep this. That's for you. You can go do whatever you want with it. High five. Merry Christmas. Give her a big clap. Come on. Awesome. Woo. She's like, now, I said to Pastor Andrew, imagine, imagine, if at the start of the service, he's like, we're going to start the service at 10 o'clock on the dot. And if you're here, we're going to give away $100 to someone's here. I said, everyone be here on time. Boom. There it is. Drop the mic. No. Anyway. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a song right now. Because once you understand God's love, you realize, wow, 
it's worth having a smile on my face, even when I'm going through hard stuff, because I've got the love of God, and His love is working in my life. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a song. It's called um, Dance and Sing. And uh, you've got to dance and sing in it. And if you're an introvert, I want to apologize in advance, okay? But here's how it goes. It goes with this, come on, everyone, dance and sing. You've got to wave your hands and praise the King. Glorify the Lord of all. And then you've got to spell, okay? So kids, this is how we spell. J-E-S-U-S is Lord. Can you do that? J-E-S-U-S is Lord. Do you know what that word says? Excellent. You can spell. That's good. Okay, jump on your feet. We're going to do this song called Dance and Sing. It goes a little like this. Yep, good to go. Dance and Sing. That's free. Should be like second or third one. That's the really colorful background one. Can you see it? There it is. And maybe a little more volume if I can get it, please. All right, put your hands together with me. A bit more, please. I can't hear. That's it. Well, come on, everybody. Come and sing with me. We're going to lift up Jesus the King. You ready? We go your hips and go around and around it. Stomp your feet and give a shout. And come on, everybody, dance and sing. Gotta wave your hands and praise the King. And the glorify the Lord of all. You ready? J-E-S-U-S is love. All right, put your hands together. You're doing nice work here this morning. All right.
right, don't sit down yet. Don't sit down yet. I can tell we're ready. Some of the introverts are just getting excited. We're going to keep going while they're here. All right, we're going to do the song called Sing to the Lord, all right? And uh, it's a powerful song based off Thomas the Tank Engine. And it goes like this. Sing to the Lord. And you've got to go, woo, woo. Can you try that? One, two, three. Woo, woo. Now, if you're new to church, you're like, these guys are nuts. Just remember my illustration with the guy looking at the blank screen. I promise we're not completely nuts. So this song's called Sing to the Lord. And it's about, you know what? Sometimes in life, bad stuff happens. There is no promise of a pain-free life in the Bible. Jesus, Jesus had bad things happen to him. But there is a promise that you don't have to have a bad day. Because did you know bad stuff happening to you is unavoidable? Having a bad day is a choice. Have you ever thought about that? We can choose whether or not we have a good day or a bad day from the outset. And I want to encourage you, God wants to help you. When you walk in God's goodness and in His love, the Word of God will transform your heart in such a way where you realize that God has given you the power to keep your joy, to keep your peace and not give it away. Everyone say, keep it! It's our job, kids to keep our joy, to keep our peace, and not give it away when things happen in life. And that's what this song's all about. So it goes a little like this. Sing to the Lord. Let's rock it. All right, put your hands together with me. All right, here we go. Will you bow, clap, clap your hands? Touch your feet and have a dance. Clap, clap, clap your hands. Let's sing to the Lord. All right, we're going to try it again. You ready? Oh, clap, clap, clap your hands. Touch your feet now. Have a dance. Clap, clap, clap your hands. Let's sing to the Lord. All right, my favorite bit. Ready? Sing to the Lord. To the Lord. Ready? Sing to the Lord. To the Lord. Everybody clap, clap, clap. Your hands, touch your feet now. Have a dance, clap, clap, clap. Your hands, let's sing to the Lord. All right, now we gotta stamp our feet. Ready? We'll stamp, stamp, stamp your feet. Touch your knees and turn around. Stamp, stamp, stamp your feet. Let's sing to the Lord. All right, one more time now. Come on now. We'll stamp, stamp, stamp your feet. Touch your knees and turn around. Stamp, stamp, stamp your feet. Let's sing to the Lord. All right, come on, let's sing it out. Sing to the Lord. To the Lord. To the Lord. To the Lord. Everybody stamp, stamp, stamp your feet. Touch your knees and turn around. Stamp, stamp, stamp your feet. Let's sing to the Lord. All right, one more verse to go. We gotta jump up. You ready to jump up? Ground. Wave your hands up all around. Jump up, touch the ground. Let's sing to the Lord. All right, we can do this. You ready? Come on now. We'll jump up, touch the ground. Wave your hands up all around. Jump up, touch the ground. Let's sing to the Lord. All right, come on. Let's do it. Sing to the Lord. Let's sing to the Lord. We'll 
to the Lord. Can you give yourself a great clap, everybody? You can relax. Have a seat. Tell the person next to you, you on fire, baby. I ain't never seen you dance like that. Huh? Well, I know. Well, that was our, that was our pre-Christmas workout now. That's, that's a good... You know, one of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite things about services like this is there's some people come in, especially the teenagers, they kind of sit there like... Did that really just happen? <laughs> and then you get the religious people who are kind of like, you're allowed to have fun in church. And then there's, and then there's the, the, the crazy happy Christians who are like, whoa, I've been waiting for this all my life. And I just figure, like, did you know they've done research and the research scientists, like real smart people, have done research and they've discovered that 10 out of 10 people die. True story. Literally, it's actually a fact. And they've also discovered that you only get one life on the earth. And they've also discovered there's no rewind button. Unlike the movie Click, where Adam Sandler might suggest otherwise. There's no universal remote control that you can go, rewind. And you realize, I can never live today again. And we get trapped in this cycle when we don't live a life. Then we, I mean, you should wake up. And I pray this doesn't offend anyone. This is not my intention, but you should wake up according to the word of God. You should wake up every day excited about your life. Doesn't matter if you work a job you don't love. You should wake up every day excited about life because God lives in you and he loves you. And he wants to use your life as a wrecking ball to destroy the works of darkness and shine the light of the glorious goodness of God. When you make your mind up that I'm going to use my life, I'm going to live my life for Jesus and come hell or high water, we're going to trust him. I tell you what, you, there, there will be nothing that can hold you back. You'll live a life of unstoppable faith. And here, I tell you, I mean, you may, maybe you haven't heard this word before, thing, but we have a battle. There's good versus evil. There's light versus darkness. Jesus called our adversary the devil, Satan. He said he is the God of this world and he has come to blind the minds of people so that they would not see the truth. He's come to blind the minds of people who would think that living a life on drugs is just the way that it's got to be. he get people trapped in alcoholism and think this is just the way it's got to be. People trapped in debt. This is just the end of your... People trapped working a job they hate. That's just as good as you get people who are divorced well you're nothing you're just your life is broken you're a man. and God has come to set the captives free how does he do that by opening their their eyes so they can see the truth of his love and his love changes his love transforms you take an orphan, you take a child that's been neglected, you bring them into a family that loves them. It might take them a little while to believe that love, but when they put their heart on the line and believe that love, it'll transform their life. Because love casts out fear and it transforms who you are. And I promise you, the enemy will do everything he can to get you to not trust God's word. And this morning, I'm going to share a very simple word with you in a few moments about believing the love of God. It's really that simple. I don't care how difficult your situation is. The first step is to simply believe God's love. Because I promise you, you can come to church every single week. You can sit, you can put your money in the bucket, and you can be a, live a powerless Christian life. 
Listen to me. There are millions of people around the world coming to church on Sunday who are powerless Christians. God loves them. He has incredible plans for them, but they refuse to surrender their whole life to him. They hold part of their life back because of what's happened to them in the past. And they've made, instead of living by the truth, they live on based on what happened to them, on what someone said to them, and they, they get stuck. Don't get me wrong. God, I believe they're still going to heaven. To be with Jesus, God is rich in mercy, but it is not his best for your life. And you have to come to the place where you're like, I've made up my mind. As for me and my house, I don't care what they did to us. It was wrong. It wasn't right. But I'm going to forgive and move on. And I'm going to not stay stuck because I know the devil wants me to stay stuck. He's afraid you'll see who you really are in Christ. He's petrified. If you find out who you are, if you find out who God sees you to be, you, it'll change your life. A lot of people don't walk in confidence. So it's easy to spend your rest of your life. And it's easy to be an introvert and go, I'm just not confident. But that's not true. You can be a confident introvert. You can be. You, can be, you don't have to be the life of the party, but you can be secure in who God made you to be. And once someone comes to you at school kids and goes, well, I don't like you, you're slow, you're whatever. You can get to a place where you're just like, I know who I am. I believe what God says about me. And the, the biggest question to ask yourself is, this person who's making an opinion on you, and they come and say, dude, you're slow. You're this, you're that. What have they ever done to demonstrate their love for you? Nothing. Yet what did Jesus do to demonstrate his love for you? He gave his life on the cross to say, you are worth it. You're worth it. If I was to get a Ferrari worth a quarter of a million dollars, and I was to say, hey, listen, listen, see this Ferrari? It's worth a quarter of a million dollars. But here, I'm going to give it to you for $10. You'd be like, what? what? No, you can't be serious. You'd be going, no, that can't be right. This is a scam. It's too good to be true. It's too good to be true. That's not the right. Or if I went the other way around, here's the Ferrari. It's worth a quarter million, but I'm going to charge you a million for it. Then you'd be like, but it's not worth it. No way, I wouldn't pay that for it. No way. And we look at our lives like that. No way, Jesus. No, I, you, say, you say, I can do all things through Christ. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm unstoppable for the kingdom of God. You, I, you, I've crushed. I've got authority over whatever happens in my life to speak it out of my... I've got power over sickness. I can speak to my finances and command them to be free. Are you telling me this? And we go, I'm not worth it. I can't do that. I can't do that. And God's like, you are worth it. You're just blind to not be able to see like I see you. And I tell you, the devil's greatest fear is that one day you'll open your eyes. You'll read the word and go, oh my gosh, that's who I am. That you'll look in the mirror and go, I'm not a teenager. I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm a king. I'm a queen ruling and reigning in life with him. And that is why I don't care what denomination I preach at. Because to me, we're all sons and daughters. We're all sons and daughters. And it doesn't matter on your philosophy. Because when you read the word of God, you sit there and go, I don't live by what my pastor preaches. I live by the word of God. I come and believe by faith that my pastor reads the word and preaches me the word. But if he preaches something that is not in the word of God, I forgive him. And I just believe the word. Right? That's what we're called to do. 
We're not called. We shouldn't be sitting in the pastor's office needing counseling sessions three times a week for the rest of our life. The word of God came to set us free. Came to set us free. Praise God, Pastor Andrew and Mel. We want them to be able to spend time with the word and in the word of God. So when they get up, they're so full of the word. They preach, give us something to say. We go out and live in victory. Yet our pastors get stuck. Get stuck helping people who refuse to believe the word of God. Friends, I could have stood here with that $10 note for a while with Esther and she could have looked at me and been like, oh, oh, no, reach out, take it. Oh, no, give it back. Oh, 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 what am I going to do? And God's like, will you just take it? I'll stand here as long as it takes, but will you take it? Will you please just believe me? And I want to encourage you. There's a verse from 1 John chapter 4. I'm going to put it up on the screen before I do another song with you. It's very simple. And my whole message, my whole theme is encapsulated in this. It's God is love. He is love. He doesn't have love for you. He is love. Water is wet. If you put your hand in water, you will get wet. You cannot put your hand in water and not get wet. Your hand will get wet in running water. It will get wet. Doesn't matter if it's hot or if it's cold, you will get wet. It is unavoidable. God is love. When you spend time with Him, you will spend time with love. And if you are willing, you will be filled with the love of God. You cannot help it. You cannot help it, but you must choose to receive it. Look what the Word says. And we have known and believed, not just heard about, not just seen, I have known in my heart and I've also believed the love that God has for Sean. And look what it says, for God is love. He is love. He loves you. My question today is, what's stopping you from taking his love? What's stopping us from waking up kids every day? Wake up in the morning Forget how you feel. Your feelings have been shaped by your life. Your feelings will tell you, you just don't feel good today. Your feelings will tell you what you did yesterday was wrong, sir. You looked at that thing you shouldn't have. You said that thing wrong. You don't deserve the love of God. Your feelings are ruled by your senses. And God said, don't worship me in feelings. Worship me in the spirit and in truth. The truth is God loves you despite what you did yesterday, despite what you're going through. doesn't matter what, if, you, if you did the wrong thing. God's like, I still love you. And my favorite thing to tell people who don't believe God is I'm like, dude, you can totally not believe God. But guess what? He believes in you. I'm like, you can say, God, I hate you. And he's like, I love you. I refuse to believe in you. I believe in you. I will never worship you. I will love you all the days of my life. Why? Because he is love. That's like telling water, stop being wet. Water, stop being wet. Stop wetting my hand. Stop. It won't because it's its nature. It can't change. This is the simplicity of the gospel. Kids, this is why we don't want you to come to church and sit there and be like, oh, well. When we sit like this, it means we don't get it. Because when we get that God's love, we're like, oh, my gosh. 
He loves me. He doesn't care if I'm, the Bible says he is no respecter of persons. God couldn't give a rip if you're five or if you're 55. He couldn't care less if you have $5 in the bank or 5 million. He will do for you what he'll do for me, what he did for anybody else. That's why people say miracles passed away with the disciples. Well, we better rip out a whole bunch of stuff in the Bible then. Because the Bible says God is no respecter of persons. He will do for you what he did for someone else. But it'll only work when you believe. You put aside your feelings. You put aside all your thoughts that you've been raised with. All the things you've been learned. You have been conditioned by your mind to think and live based on, what's tr- based on what you see and feel and touch. And if that's the case, you'll never believe God because you can't see him. But then we have no problem believing fear. Can you see fear? We have no problem believing the wind. Can you see wind? Can you catch the wind? You can see the effects of God. You can see the effects of wind. You can see the effect and feel the effect of fear, but you can't actually grab me a bottle of fear unless you get a spider in a jar. (laughs) But that's technically a spider. Friends, I want to see us step out. Two and a half years ago, I was preaching the gospel full time, but I was still living in a place of fear. And two and a half years ago, I got to the place I said, no more. No more. And I read this verse and it changed my life. I realized it's not God's, 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 God's not sitting back, holding back. He's waiting for me. He is waiting for me to reach out and say, I believe. And do you know what? It changed my, changed my life financially. It changed my family, parenting. It changed my relationship. It changed our ministry. It changed everything. When God taught us how to prosper heart, soul, body, mind, every part of my life, God wants you blessed. Don't you dare believe for a second God doesn't want you blessed. The only person who would preach that is someone who's poor, is someone who's sick, is someone who has not read the word of God and not read the words of Jesus. I came to give you life. What part of being sick is included in having life? What part of being broke is part of having life? What part of your children running away from you is having life? God wants us to live the best life. But you won't get it unless you take it. And when you take it, remember what we said. People are waiting for a feeling. God is not a feeling, friends. Love is not a feeling. Love is an action. Love is a demonstration. I'm sure in your marriage there's been times where you've had to choose love when you didn't feel it, right? Right? Time in your parenting. Time, kids, when you're like, I love my mom. And these feelings come up. You're like, I do not want to clean my room right now. But because of the love I have from my mother, I will do it. There's choices we make because love's not a feeling. And I want to encourage you this morning. We can't afford to live by our feelings. We can only afford to live in the truth of what God says about us. When you get to that place, your life will change, I promise you. And that's the greatest wrestle. That is the greatest wrestle. Live by your feelings, live by the truth. Live by your feelings, live by the truth. And when you decide... I'm going to stake my ground. I'm going to live by the truth. You'll get free from fear. Because the next verse after this, in verse 18, it says, for perfect love casts out fear. It's only the love of God that will set you free. There's some of you, God's told you to do some stuff. And fear has held you back. I want to tell you one of the greatest reasons why people do not see God move in their life. You go back to the last thing God told you to do. 
And I guarantee you, if you haven't done it, that is why you see a stalemate in your spiritual walk. There's been times I've had to go back and be like, wow, God, I didn't do what you asked me to do. Go back. I do that. Boom, opens up and see God begin to move again. Because God's like, I need you to do this to get to your destiny. I don't want you over here. I want you here. This is the life I have for you. Will you trust me? Will you trust me? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a song. The song's called Free. It's a beautiful song. And uh, it's about celebrating God's goodness and his love and getting free from fear and saying, God, I'm willing to trust you. I'm willing to trust you. So we stand to your feet. We're going to do this song together. It goes a little bit like this. So good. I want to do one more song with you, and this this song is called "Love Lights the Way," and it's a beautiful worship song. And as I as I come into my last little thought this morning, I I felt in my heart to do this song with you. And kids, you know, there's something wonderful about when we just close our eyes and get to a place of surrender and just say, "Jesus, 
I want to believe your love more. Would you help me? Lord, I want to take it. Today, I'm just going to reach out. I'm going to take. That's what this means. This is surrender. This is I'm holding my life back. This is surrender. It's not a religious, spiritual. You're no more spiritual than any. It's just a place of surrender. God, I want you. There's a risk involved in believing. There's always a risk when you stretch your hand out and say, because the, the fear is they'll say no. But God will not say no to you, friends. When you reach out for his love, he's a good father. So as we do this song, Love Lights the Way, you don't even need to know the words. I, I want to encourage you. Maybe you just want to close your eyes. Maybe you just want to be, Lord, I, I, I want to believe your love, Father. I'm reaching out and taking it today. And this song's a beautiful song about stepping past fear and reaching to his love. It goes like this. Let's sing it together. Jesus, Jesus, I give my all to you, Savior, Redeemer, you are our close this morning i want to do a little illustration to finish and uh kids you've done you've done so well this morning and i am um, can i get um i need a volunteer to come and help me maybe maybe someone who's like 9 10 11 12 something like that um would you would you come and help me right there yeah dude right there yeah would you come and give me a hand give him a hand come on he's going to come and give us a hand all right let me just grab a couple of things here all right what's your name 
Joseph. Joseph. Everyone say, what up, Joseph? Awesome. Okay. Joseph, check it out. I'm going to do a little illustration to finish. What is this? Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. That's right. This is 100% pure Coca-Cola. Bottle hasn't been opened. This is direct out of the factory. Not been touched. Not been, not, not, not been contaminated. This is absolutely Coca-Cola. Do you agree? Right. I want you to imagine this is the truth of God's word. Imagine this is the pure word of God. Tastes as good as Coke. Well, hopefully it tastes better than Coke. But anyway. So here's what we're going to do. Something happens in our life, Joseph. Maybe someone's rude to you at school. Maybe you get a bill you can't afford to pay. Maybe the doctor tells you you're going to die. Maybe something bad happens. Maybe something, I don't know. Something happens in your life that's not good. So you go to the Word of God and you find out, what does God have to say about it? It's like opening up. Can you open that bottle of up for me? Let's crack it open. Nice work. I didn't shake it, I promise. That's it. And then what you do, and this is your life. So open it up and then you read the Word of God on it. And just want you to pour a little bit in there for me. And you read the Word of God. That'll do, just like that. And you get the word of God on it. And it kind of fills your soul a little bit. You're like, okay. So this guy was mean to me at school. Let's see what God Jesus says. Forgive those who are mean to you. Do good to those who persecute you. Pray for them. But then what happens is your feelings. What's this? This is a bottle of water. These are your feelings. This is your life experiences. Your feelings go, yeah, but they shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have done that. I know that's what the word says, but they shouldn't have done that. They should have known better. They're Christians. They should have known better than to hurt me. And so what we do is we crack open our feelings. Just crack that open for me there. And we go, yeah, I know what God's word says, but this is different. And what we do is we pour a little bit in our life. We water down the word of God. That'll do. And then maybe a few days later, something else happens. We go get the word on it. We read the word on it. Maybe you get a bill you can't afford to pay. You read this, yeah. And it goes, my God shall supply all your needs. You're like, yeah, that's awesome. That'll do. My God was going to supply everything. Yep. Next day comes. Didn't see anything happen. And your feelings of unbelief come in. Yeah, no, nah, I knew this wouldn't work. Yeah, that's it. I've been putting money in the offering bucket for a long time and we're still broke. Keep pouring some more in there. Man, you just get dominated by your feelings. You, oh man, this Jesus stuff. I, yeah, I believe in God's love. And do you see what happens? After a while, what you end up with is a form of godliness, but you deny its power. We water down the word of God with our life experience. And this morning I wanted to use this illustration this is watered-down Coke. This is no longer pure Coke. And if you drink it, it will not taste like pure Coke. It won't have the same effect as pure Coke will. And it's the same with the Word of God. When you mix the Word of God with unbelief, when you mix the Word of God with your feelings, with your life experience, you'll end up with a form of powerless Christianity. And I want to tell you, it's entirely possible to live this way. God will love you but you will not experience his fullness, his goodness. And I want to dare you that when you go to pick up the bottle of unbelief, the bottle of your feelings, the bottle of your past, and you go to pour it, you go, no, 
Man will not live by bread alone. I will not live by what I feel. I will live by the word of God. And say, you know what? Just to give the devil a bad day, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to go read my Bible again. And he's like, no. And then he's like, live by your feelings. They shouldn't have done that to you. Pastor Andrew should have, he should have taken your call when you called him. He should have taken it. And you get it. And you're like, no, I'm a forgiver. And he's like, no. Because he has no power over someone who will trust the word. Friends, I wanted to, the Lord gave me this illustration for you. And I want, I, I pray that every time you go to live by your feelings, you'll remember this picture. Am I going to water down what God says and deny his power in my life? Or am I going to trust him? Am I going to trust in that love that Jesus showed and demonstrated for me? Will I trust in it? And my prayer for you today is that you would choose to trust in God's wonderful love. My brother, thank you for helping me. You can pick any one of those CDs. Pick one, okay? Awesome work. Give him a big hand. Thank you so much. So good. Thank you, brother. Here's what I want to do. Friends, would you bow your head just for one moment this morning? If you're visiting, this is nothing weird. Just a moment of privacy. Kids, you've done so well. I'm really proud of you this morning. You've focused. You've done a great job. I just want to close this morning and give you an opportunity. Maybe, maybe you've never heard the gospel like this. Maybe you've never, never taken the chance to believe God's love for you. Maybe you've questioned God all your life. Maybe you have given your life to Jesus, but you know that if you're honest, you haven't really surrendered your life to him. And this morning, with, with no manipulation, there is no prize, there is no special gift except the gift of God's promised perfect love for you to forgive you of everything you've ever done wrong because we all know we've all messed up we've all fallen short we've none of us are perfect and God says the wages of sin is death it's eternal separation from God it wasn't his choice it's his law it's like when you drive past the speed camera that's set at 80 and you drive past at 90 it's not the speed camera's fault that it flashed you it was your choice to drive over the speed limit. It's simply the law that's in place. It is not God being mean. It's simply his law. And you get a choice to accept it or reject it. And friends, the Bible says that there is only one life. And then there is, you are an eternal being. And after this life, you will spend eternity either with God or without him. And it's not based on your good deeds. It's not based on how much you get. And it's not based on how nice you are, how rich or poor you are. It's based on what did you do with Jesus? It's based on did you believe his love for you? Did you invite him to come and live inside of you and possess your life and to love you and to live in his forgiveness? Because friends, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And no man can come to the Father. You cannot receive salvation apart from Jesus. It's an unpopular gospel because there are not 25 ways to heaven. Jesus said there's one. It's him. You can't buy it. It's a free gift. And this morning, I want to offer you the opportunity to say, Sean, I'm ready to take Jesus up on his offer. I want his love. I need his forgiveness. I want, I, I want him. God doesn't want a little bit of your life. He wants everything. Because he has such good plans for you. If that's you, you say, Sean, I need to get my life right with Jesus. I'm ready. I'm ready. Then I'm going to count to three. And while no one's looking, you just pop your hand up. I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to pray with you. 
And if that's you, whether you're a child or an adult, it makes no difference. On the count of three, say, Sean, I need Jesus. I'm ready. You put your hand up and I'll see it and I'll pray with you. If that's you, you ready? One, two, three. Would there be anyone you say, Sean, would you pray for me? That's awesome. That's awesome. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you. God bless you. Many precious people. God bless you. I see your hand. You're precious to my king. You are precious to God. He loves you. So good. You can put your hands down. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, sir. You can put your hand down. Here's what we're going to do. If you raised your hand, I'm going to pray. And I want to ask everybody to repeat this out loud. Would you, all, would you all stand to your feet, everybody across this place? Come on. What a, what a precious opportunity you have. We're going to pray. And if you put your hand up, say it with all your heart. And remember, it's not a feeling. It doesn't matter if you don't feel anything. Believe God's love for you. Something transforms. Something happens. Just like fear, you can't see it, but you can sense it. God's love will begin to overflow, change you in the days to come. We're going to pray. Say, Jesus. Come on, say, Jesus. Thank you for loving me. I believe your love for me. This morning, I reach out in faith. And I dare to believe it. And take what you've done for me. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your love. I receive your peace. And I receive your freedom. That you have from my life. Forgive me Lord. For the living without you. But no more. I offer you my whole life. Take every part of me. And renew me. To think like you, to see myself like you do, and to see others like you do. I thank you for changing me. I thank you it's not a feeling. I thank you I believe the truth. And it set me free. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, why don't we give God a great hand this morning? So good. Friends, what a joy. What a joy to know that you, your heart has been made right with God. You're perfectly right with God. You are perfectly loved and right with Him. Mm, so good. Friends, here's what I want to do. This morning, I want to, uh, I want to close in a word of prayer. And uh, my wife and I, we're passionate about music resources. If you want to find out more about our ministry, you can come and see me at the table afterwards. If you feel to support our ministry and what we're doing you can come and chat to me out there you might want to buy one of our albums for your kids your grandkids invest into them but right now i want to pray just really quickly for every family would you do something would every family come down the front if you've got kids here with you this morning or kids who are away from jesus or whatever would you get out of your seat come down the front right now Maybe your children are at home, maybe your children are here, maybe your kids are away from you. If you got if you got family, I want to want you to come down the front. We're going to pray right now. And if you don't if you don't, that's okay. But family is very precious to the Lord, and there is a great battle going on for your family, and you better believe it. There's a battle going on for your family. To steal your children away from knowing and believing God's love. And if you are believing for a family, I want to encourage you. We've got to be intentional. We've got to, be, we've got to understand there's a fight. And the devil doesn't play nice. He's a jerk. And he'll do anything he can to rip you off.
But the Bible says he's a roaring lion seeking those who he may devour. He has no authority to come in and steal and take from your life if you're a born again believer. But he can come in if you don't believe you are who God says you are. He'll come in and he'll steal from you all your life and you can come to church every week and he'll rob from you because you've got to be someone who goes, you know, I'm going to lock my windows. I've got to lock my doors. You can't afford to leave the back door of your house open. You can't afford to leave your windows of your life unlocked. You've got to say, no, I'm covered by the love of God. I'm covered by the love of God. I'm covered by the love. I refuse rejection. I refuse my mistakes. I'm covered by the love. We're going to pray right now. Father, I thank you right now for every family. Father, in the name of Jesus, in that mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I declare freedom into families today. Father, I declare by your great power, Lord, that you would awaken parents to their identity in Christ, awaken children to who they are. Lord, we cut off the power of the enemy in families' lives, stealing their health, stealing their finances. We break their hold, Lord, the, the devil's hold on families. We declare freedom in the mighty name of Jesus. I break the power of depression. I break the spirit of fear. I break the spirit of heaviness of our homes in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare healing, life, health. I declare relationships restored that have been broken for years. I declare forgiveness comes into the hearts of those who are bitter. I declare freedom in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare wisdom beyond parents' years would flow into their hearts and minds. Perfect peace, perfect joy flow into homes where there's been division, where there's been strife. Lord, we kick out strife. We refuse anger and we say let the peace of God rule in our homes let our families shine the love and the light of Christ Jesus I declare breakthrough this year we're not living for a feeling we're living in truth we have it we'll take it we'll take it by force your word says the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force God we take our families we take back what the enemies tried to steal from us and we say we are children of the most high God father we thank you you've heard us we believe we receive it we act on it and we declare we are victorious and I thank you for our families going strong for you radiating heaven Lord in school in work in every area of our life I thank you for your love that transcends all understanding in Jesus wonderful name and everyone said in faith amen praise God thank you brother well there's a bit of fun before everyone goes, can we put our hands together again for Sean, please? Now, what I'm going to ask before everyone disappears for the day and coffee and tea and fellowship, um, as a church, for those that are our guests and our visitors, as a church, we believe in blessing those that have blessed us. And so we're going to, as a church, take up uh, what we call a love offering or an offering of love. Um, Sean's ministry and what we provide as a church for our family is totally free to you but we want to be a blessing to, to Sean and his wife and his family we want to be able to financially sow into that so can I ask you just right now to, to consider what you might give might be able to give that you just might consider giving and we're just going to have the bags go around just so that we can take up an offering a love offering an offering of love and then we can give that to Sean and he can sow that into his ministry to continue to do what he does here in this country, here in this state and other states and what he's begun to do overseas as well. Because what you'll find is different about his ministry. He just doesn't minister to children. 
It's not kids' church as such. And he doesn't just doesn't speak to adults, and it's not just big church, but he speaks intergenerationally. He speaks across the